Welcome to Spirit Behind the Screen. Each episode, your host, Marty McCurdy, deep dives on industry trends around high reliability electronics and the supply chain in aerospace and defense. This is episode 10 with Belle Lazar, CEO of EPC Space. Hi, I'm Marty McCurdy with Spirit Electronics, and I am here today uh, so happy to be sharing our podcast with Belle Lazar of EPC Space. Uh, Belle, welcome. Thank you, Marty, and I'm um, fortunate to uh, be on this podcast with you. Great. Well, technology is a great thing, right? We're all cooped up and uh, looking for some kind of connectivity. We don't get to do the conferences anymore in person, so this is the next best thing I say. Well, I would like to talk today about the EPC space uh, products, uh, where you're going in the marketplace, uh, you know, really uh, just the technology and how you as a, I would say, a visionary coming out of the EPC space, you were with EPC as a a partner in there uh, supporting that product line. But previously to that, you were with IR, and you've really brought what was the rad hard MOSFETs into a market space, and you just keep kind of chasing that technology of, of, of higher and better use, right? So if you could maybe just give us a little bit of an insight into, you know, how that all came about in your early years of, of IR and, and where the MOSFETs are and where we're going with GAN and kind of that evolution of bringing GAN into the market. Sure. So, um I was with IR for 22 years, working, started as an engineer, worked uh, to develop the first world first uh, red hard silicon MOSFET, and we were very successful. And still, um, International Rectifier and Finian dominate uh, this market, and their products are very reliable and um, very good for uh, space applications. Um, and what we're doing here with the gallium nitride being a wide get uh, band, uh, it's perfect for space applications. And so we're trying to uh, develop a similar and better product uh, to replace the silicon. Silicon was good uh, for the current days and the older days, but really if you look for the future, you have to use a wide gap band and GAN, and specifically EPC's eGAN is the ideal candidate product to displace silicon MOSFET. Fantastic. I think the, the the size of that market is pretty uh, elaborate, right? I mean, I, I see opportunities out there everywhere, and it's really the, it's kind of like, you know, owning a Tesla car seven or eight years ago. It was, you had to get the early adopters to believe in it, right? So I think it's GAN's kind of in that same position, but hopefully getting over that hump of the early adopters buying into GAN and, and utilizing all the, the extra technology that GAN brings. So uh, can you share a little bit with us on how big you feel the market is and and where GAN at at this particular time and and place, how much of that market share you think we have and how much further we have to go? You know, without, uh, you know, I'll tell you what's available in terms of the uh, official numbers in the market. Uh, The Red Heart MOSFET is about $100 million, uh, $100 million per year market size. Um, for the past, uh, I want to say EPC introduced or produced the first EGAN product about 10 years ago. 
And about five, six years ago, we started using these specifically for uh, space applications, designed specifically for space applications to go after the silicon MOSFET. In the last five, six years, we have developed a significant uh, level of uh, reliability and heritage in space. Right now, for example, we've got tens of thousands of uh, red hard uh, GAN devices flying in orbit. And we have worked very hard to um, to go after the red hard silicon market and displace. Now we have not, we're not to the level of taking the entire market, but we're probably addressing with our current product that we've partnered with Spirit, we're probably addressing about 50 million uh, of that market. So 50% is within our reach today for, uh, with the existing products that we're offering uh, as EPC Space uh, and uh, working with you as Spirit, uh, as a partner. And so uh, in the next uh, few years, the next two, three years, we'll address the entire market. Right now we're addressing about 50% of it. Yeah, good answer. I, I like the numbers for sure. Uh, we're always looking for those applications that people are looking for, you know, clean, fast power. Let's talk a little bit about applications because I think you're pretty savvy on those. But basically you guys are touching, you know, new space really, right? And satellite power supplies, motor drives um, for reaction wheels and robotics and things like that. Is there any other kind of, let's call it the, you know, um, new space, you know, crazy applications that what, everybody finds fascinating, right? Is there anything you can share with us on maybe some exotic application that you've seen lately? Well, definitely robotic arms in space uh, is one. Uh, there's some LiDAR application that we offer from EPC Corp that are actually used for docking uh, in space. Um, the other exciting thing is the iron thrusters. Iron thrusters uh, need um, a very good uh, radiation hardened product and GAN is ideal for that. And believe it or not, uh, we have about 30% of our uh, EPC space revenue comes from um, more drives for the action wheels. Uh, this is where you reposition the satellite in orbit. So some very exciting stuff. Yeah, I always use my sound effects when I'm trying to tell my niece about it. It's the when it goes and moves, it moves the satellite around, right? <laughs> well, I know that the um, the the GAN products also, you, you kind of support that family, not just the DC to DC uh, converters and things, but you actually have some of the drivers and power stages. So can you just kind of give us a broad stroke of, you know, the whole gamut of products that EPC Space is providing to the marketplace right now? Sure, and, and, and our products are unique in terms of uh, GAN is driving GAN. Uh, We've got all. We've got a portfolio of about nine uh, product family that addresses all kinds of power stages, uh, drivers. But we have no silicon in terms of uh, in the in the power device or the entire module. So you get GAN driving GAN. We're very efficient. The other day I looked at an application board that we're able to do uh, in a module that the board actually reaches about ninety five percent efficiency for space, which is significant. Yeah. Not to mention just, uh, you know, weight, power, heat, all of the, the luxuries that, that GAN gives us, right? Exactly, exactly. Yep. So let's just, uh, you know, talk a little bit more technical here. Let's talk relative immunity to damages caused by radiation in space. Um, let's talk a little bit about how great the GAN application is uh, for these, you know, uh, radiation tolerant and radiation 
hardened I, I don't think we call them hardened, but you know, rad tolerant products. Yeah. So I mean, just I'll uh, take a step back a little bit. And uh, when the MOSFET uh, began to replace the bipolar, it turned out that um, it wasn't uh, radiation hardened. It didn't function well in space. So uh, the designers, and you know, IR being the first one, developed a radiation hardened MOSFET silicon because silicon is susceptible for uh, total uh, for total dose, and so. In our case, in the case of GAN, gallium nitride is inherently uh, um, it's a red hard when it comes to TID. As a matter of fact, we couldn't make it fail. We tested it all the way to 100 megarads, and so not an issue. However, um, GAN is also uh, immune to certain aspect of the single event uh, family of um, effects. For example, it. Um, you know, because EGAN devices do not have a gate oxide, they're immune to single event rupture, which is uh, silicon is not. Uh, also, EGAN FETs do not have parasitic uh, bipolar junctions that exist within MOSFETs. They're also not prone to single event upset or single event burnout. However, GAN devices uh, are impacted by heavy ion bombardment, which manifests itself in slow degradation of the drain to source uh, leakage as the heavy ion influences increases. So we at EPC uh, and EPC Space um, developed a customized product that actually uh, can withstand uh, all aspects of, of uh, single event effects. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, no, uh, the radiation world, you know, that is a, a very tight-knit community. Everybody's always looking at everybody else's work and what gets published. So I appreciate that because that's always an answer that, um, people are wanting to know, you know, what is the, what rating is it, what kind of TID testing has been done. And I think in your most recent um, uh, number 12 REL report, you, you uh, EPC as a, as a whole, you've taken the product to failure, which I think is uh, always fantastic. I know Zef Malik, our VP, and I always are looking at that as a, you know, we, we feel that's the next step, right? If you really want to understand where the product is, take it to failure so that you know what happens at failure. So I know you guys are doing great work on the rail side of this thing. That is correct. And um, you'll see it on our, uh, our rail report uh, phase 12. Um, and we talk about, uh, you know, how we take our product to failure. We do something similar here, uh, EPC space. Uh, We've worked with um, at least one customer where we have done uh, physics of failure and we've taken the product all the way to uh, failure at different stages. Um, and um, the GAN performance uh, is, is just outstanding. In some cases, we couldn't even make them fail. And our customer was just uh, incredibly encouraged with the, uh, with the reliability of these products for space yes. applications too. Yeah, fantastic. We get the same feedback when we're out there. We we have a lot of positive feedback about the reliability and just the ruggedness of the EPC space products. So it makes it a little bit easier to sell. Um, let's talk about one more thing before we wrap up, and that is like if you are a, a design engineer out there, you're looking to incorporate GAN into uh, your next design. Uh, basically, EPC space provides you some spice modeling 
if I'm not mistaken, on helping you to design it in, if you could maybe comment on a few of those things. Sure. Um, you know, one advantage we have in the EPC space is it it's a joint venture between EPC Corp and uh, VPT, and uh, we get the die that we would get is from EPC Corp. We've got uh, a, a deep bench in terms of uh, scientists, engineers, designers, application support. In addition to that, uh, we do have application support uh, here at EPC Space. Uh, and we will provide with uh, our customer, our joint customer, Spirit and EPC and EPC Space, uh, all the application support they need to um, design in the products. That's fantastic. Well, Bell, I thank you for your time today. It's always good to catch up with you and uh, touch base on you know what's going on in the industry. Your your uh, tribal knowledge and your depth of knowledge is always fantastic to to tap into. So I appreciate that. Thank you, Marty, and uh, I'm. Um, it's really a pleasure to work with Spirit, and we look forward to uh, partner together to go after the Red Heart market. Sounds great. I, I look forward to 2021. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening with Spirit this week. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast to let us know what you want to hear about in aerospace and defense. You can find out more about Spirit's value-added services and product lines at spiritelectronics.com.